Well, hello. Thanks for coming to the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Go over and give us a like at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts as always to Blue Wire. Shouts to American Fireworks there in Hudson. They are always open at AmericanFireworks.com. They're longtime supporters of the A to Z podcast. Uh, family that's longtime supporters of Cleveland Sports. Glad to have them on board. Uh, go visit them. Tell them A to Z sent you. They've been known to take care of you. Andre, happy Monday. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? Uh, I'm all right. You know, Mondays are always uh, – Best day of the week. Got to get energized, man. You got to get your butt up out of bed. You got to let Molly take Molly for a walk. Go clean up that shit around your pool. And you got to make yourself, you got to be self-motivating. You can't get caught up in a short week. You can't get caught up in your ass getting kicked yesterday. Y'all motherfuckers got to wake up and stop crying. (laughs) I don't exactly want to run through a wall, but I mean, I've heard worse motivational (laughs) speeches than that. (laughs) Come on, man. No, I'm being serious. This town cracks me up. It cracks me up because y'all sat around for six months eating bonbons, telling everybody how you're going to L.A. to the Super Bowl, radio stations, running fucking promos, talking about the road to L.A. Shut the fuck up. This is hard. Just like in real life, it's hard. You have to work for shit. You don't get anything handed to you because what you did six months ago, because what you did 12 months ago, that's not how it works in the real world. People wake up, baby. This is about work. Now all you guys want to blame the coaches and blame this guy when y'all was wearing shirts, riding out, telling everybody how great and how cute he is and how we get the cutest coach in the world. And then you guys keep telling me how talented this defense is. And then I had somebody text me or tweet me and go, well, Andre, on paper, this is the best defense we've ever had. They don't play the games on paper, dumbass. That's not how it works. You have to play together, and that's why training camp matters. And that's why you should practice together as a team and play games together in training camp and not have these training camps where we just want to make it to game one all health. I can't believe you think that training camp has anything to do. Hell yeah! With a defense in the sixth week of the season, Zach, that still can't communicate and still doesn't know their defenses? Yes, that comes – all right, answer me this. How many times did the number one defense actually practice together all since July 1st? Uh, I mean, probably not question. many times. Probably not many times. No. I don't think they did at all. They haven't been healthy, No, right? they did. At, at the end of August, they did. Okay, at the Zach end of August. Clowney okay. was back. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. At the end of August, do they play – like, just, just hear me out. Does this defense – and this is for all you Joe Woods haters. And, oh, because that fixes everything. This And everybody's like – that, like, have you guys paid attention to anything that has happened over the last 22 years? Now, let me so, rewind and so say who's something. Fault is, who, so whose fault are these The terrible- fucking players. Okay, all right. If, if a player, wait, like, winner, I saw DeAndre Jordan catch her. DeAndre Jordan, oh, my God. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins right. catch a ball on the 13-yard line with four defensive backs around him, Zach. And then I got six tweets right after saying the defensive coordinator has to go. Do you think he taught them not to have him surrounded and to let him to board well, touchdown? You're picking out one play. Those are the only no, four guys I, that were I, around I, him all day long. I, I can keep going. <laughs> there were multiple plays like that. I'm not picking one play. Do not I heard that Mark Sanchez that, said that, on that, the broadcast that, that the Browns that. DBs were social distancing. Yes. Do me one favor. Do yeah. not talk to me like those fuckers on Twitter do. It was not just one play. There are multiple plays where guys are standing right next to receivers and aren't doing anything. That's not the fucking well, coach. Well, that's not playing defense then. That's I mean, not that- the coach. 
Those are players. I keep hearing how great the two guys you got from the Rams are. Well, the Rams' defense is still pretty fucking good. I watched them yesterday. They don't really – I don't see them sitting around going, man, we could use Johnson. We could use Hill. Be careful reading highlights, people. Be careful reading going, well, we're so talented. Where are you talented? The linebackers stink. And they just lost the best one. J-O-K. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Too many headlines have been read. Not enough football has been played. Period. Go ahead. I just – I cannot – agree with training camp i, I just can't Dre. I, what, I just, okay what okay what are the baltimore okay i'll give you two examples since we always talk about foundations uh the guy in baltimore hates training camp but what does he do he plays his fucking guys and guys got hurt this year and they still are what four five and one what do they do in pittsburgh they play their fucking guys and because that's the identity of who they are. Zach, when you put a bunch of new Steelers people, Zach, Zach, wait, wait, Zach, when you put a bunch of the new exact people, amount that the Browns did. The no, yeah, amount. but they've got veterans that have played. You don't have to play Cam. You don't have to play Joe Hayden. You don't have to play half their guys because they've actually played together. They know what they're trying to do. They know how to scheme things. They know how to, they know how to cover up if they're going cover two or cover three. Why? Because they played. 20, 30, 40, 50 games that matter together. The Browns have a bunch of guys out there, and they play just like that, like a bunch of guys. It's like an all-star game. Nobody plays it with cohesion. No one understands what the other guy's showing. One guy shows one thing, then the other guy has no idea if they're in cover three or cover four. You only learn by playing together. This is not a fucking video game, fans. All right, let's start with an easy question. Is the season over or not? Hell no. They're about to get hot. I told you that. I told, listen to this podcast. Listen to well, you just podcast. said the defense don't have any players, so how are they going to fix it? Well, I, well they, they got to start playing together. You, you, you know, right now, if you're Joe Woods, is simplify USA, and the best thing that can happen to them is that they play in three days. I think they already get, did that. I think they already played the simplest coverage as possible. No, no, no. See, you think you didn't – what I saw yesterday was not that. They're still trying to go half, cover three, cover four, which I don't blame them. That's the NFL. But I'm, my point is, in a short week, you just asked, in a short week, you have to go to fundamentals, and you play three defenses and say, we're going to master these two or two or three defenses until you fucking assholes can figure out how to run a real defense. That's what they got to do. And sometimes simplifying things, you actually find something you're good at. They, they have to find a defense they're good at because they don't have one right now. No, I don't think anybody would argue that. Um, <laughs> there's clearly communication and, and cohesion issues. But I would say that John Johnson practiced every day of training camp, played in one preseason game. Who right? practiced next to him at safety every day? Uh, Ronnie Harrison, he missed two weeks. That's it. <laughs> and then Ronnie like, Harrison played like one play in, in San Diego. I feel like every other game he's one playing out. Yeah, he had. But he played well at the start of the year, and he, he hasn't. I mean, Dumpin only played nine snaps yesterday. I know, and they were bad. And four of them were bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, he's the one that got torched on the first Mike Williams one last week. Right, just, just went the wrong right. way. Right, and Delpit, and Delpit, Lord, God bless him. I'm not killing him, man, because that's not what I'm not here for. And Delpit basically is a rookie who hasn't practiced in a year and a half. No, no doubt. That's the. Uh, I would that say we've learned this. It. I would say we've learned this when you talk about guys being ready for the big stage, and we're we're grading the Browns hard because they're on the big stage now, right? Yeah, for because sure. Because they do have players. Um, there is a difference in ready to contribute one game, you know, which we we saw Delpit come in and and show how fast and gifted he was. We mm-hmm. saw Anthony Schwartz come in and show how fast and gifted he was, right, on some plays that were scripted for him. And then there's being ready once teams have seen you, 
There's no doubt. Right. That, There's a that, is, that is the one lesson. And I think that applies to the overall lesson. Um, teams have seen Kevin Stefanski's rollout offense. Yeah, people know his offense. That, that's a whole – that's a there, part There is a play yesterday, Dre, um, where they hand off to Kareem Hunt to the left. And this is, this is three or four series in, so the Browns have settled in after, obviously, a nightmare start, right? Mm-hmm. He hands off to the left. And Baker does a really good job of carrying out his fake to the right. Like he's going full speed, like he has the ball. Not only does the backside end, and we there apparently we're playing a six-two defense, which I haven't seen since suburban youth football. So. No, we saw one Friday night at over yeah. Manchester. <laughs> right, end linebacker, whatever. You can tell that he is coached to stay home. Right. Right. Well, not right. only that, when I'm watching the replay on the big scoreboard in the stadium. J.J. Watt gets blocked on the play. He's the, le- he's the left defensive end. They're running opposite of him, right? He gets blocked. He puts his head up and sees the play going the other way. Well, he, instead of chasing the play, and this is a guy that's known for a monster effort, right? right. Peels off the block and takes the backside just in case. Because he knows. Because they got co- well, What do they coach- work on all week? Right, because right. what's coached to him? They, 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 the Browns have a great, good offensive line and their run game and their scheme. You got to look for the cutback because in his zone, like it, that tells you why JJ Watt is great. And now that, like you said, now that you've seen the offense and people know the offense, that's what's practiced. When you know you're going against a great cutback team, those are the drills that you run throughout the week for your defensive linemen to realize that quarterback ain't getting outside of JJ Watt. JJ Watt already knows that, and he knows now we have percentages. You know what I mean? Like, you, you may know 70% of the time, like number six is not going to have the ball. And if you over-pursue, you're going to leave a huge hole for the running back to cut back to, and that's how they kick people's ass. That is the – to me, that is the beauty of where we're at. And the great coaches have things to play off of that. The game of chess is what's great about the greatest coaches in, the, in this league. And, and any, any football coach – I know high school coaches like this. This goes back to John Stone. I, I like, as I hear you saying that, my high school football coach – and this is a true story and talks about Charles Woodson, and I'll tell it, and we can get a sponsor for this. Um, my senior year, I barely had any classes during football season, and I was allowed to go look at film with Coach Stone. Coach Stone, for people that are, aren't local, he's, he was the head coach at St. Vincent St. Mary for like 40 years. Phil was named after him. Street was named after him. Rode around on a golf cart. Barely would say a word to you until you were a senior because he knew he scared the shit out of you. And he's like a five-foot-two Italian guy that lives in green and goes to the library and still talks shit to people. I love him. He's one of the most important people in my whole life. So Maslin was just getting ready to play uh, Charles Woodson's team, and they were playing Camp McKinley the week after us. And Coach Stone goes to the board. He goes, Andre, you want to learn something? He goes, I'm going to show you six clips of this running back. You tell me why he's great. And it was against Maslin, and the running back had about 60, 75. It was Charles Woodson. And he had about 60 to 45, I'd say 60 to 70 yards on three plays. And I go, well, Coach, he starts every play running right, and then he cuts back right before he gets to the linebackers. And he goes, yes, because that Maslin defense overflows and overpursues. So what's that mean to you? But the point that I tell is great coaches can see things that happen over and over. And they, if you have the right type of players, you can tell them, expect this. They're going to overflow. And when they overflow, this is what you're going to have on the backside. So because you may not see it organically, feel it. If you feel this many guys going this way, you should know that you should feel confident to go back left or go back and cut. J.J. Watts, one of the top, he's a one percenter, right? Not only like is his body when he's not hurt, one of the best bodies you can have for it. He's smart enough to know that. And you could tell the Cardinals knew that they weren't going. You said this on Friday in the happy hour. 
they knew they weren't going one of the against one of the top 10 running backs in football. And we keep having these conversations about the running backs. And unfortunately, Hunt is hurt. They do bring different things to the table. And, and we don't run an offense like the Kansas City Chiefs ran an offense that gives Hunt the best plays to run out of. Because I think he's, he's more of a kind of a run out of the shotgun type of guy. He's more one of these new offense type guys. Um, when you start losing certain people and the, the left, the, the tackles, they're, I wouldn't play Baker Mayfield on Thursday if the two tackles don't play on Thursday. I'll yeah, leave it at that because the two tackles got their ass kicked and it'll happen again this week against Denver. That, that's a fair take. Um, how do I want to? All right, let me give you something. Let's take a time out because I just saw it. My heart breaks. Uh, Paris Campbell's out again, most likely for yeah. the season. Paris, yeah. we're thinking about you, man. It, it, yeah. It's un- unbelievable. Did it on the touchdown pass. Yeah. So yeah. you finally get him involved in the offense using all that speed, right? You can't catch a break, <laughs> man. Not No pun intended. That's, no. It's fucking awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, Dre was ugly up there. You know, mm-hmm. it was a late start. People had more time to drink. It was an awful start for the Browns, right? Three and out plus a penalty, four and out, all in the empty shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. Punt, give up. Bad snap by the Cardinals' backup center. Communication <laughs> issues. Third and 19 at the 21-yard line. Troy Hill, bad angle. Touchdown. Inexcusable. Yeah. Right? Troy Hill, bad angle. I mean, yep. I, I, like, like once again, and I'm not, go, I'm not going at you. Once again, I keep hearing how great these fucking guys are. But what's Phil Savage told us? On one of the last Brownstowns, he told the perfect story about free agency. And you know this and I know it. Well, you, you know this. You've lived it. And maybe fans don't get it, and I get it. And I'm not trying to put fans down. I, you guys are fanatic. I know, like, you're excited. And sometimes your excitement blinds you to some of the truths. Free agency, like Phil said this perfectly on Brownstown. You pay A money for a B player, or you play B money for a C player, or you play C money for a D player. But basically, you overpay for somebody else's trash. No doubt. Like seven out of ten times that that comes true. There's no doubt about right. it. Right. No, there, there are exceptions, and it comes down to fit, right? So when you're trying to build a whole defense with nothing but fucking free agents and rookies, I, I'm so sick of people telling me they're so talented. Like, I, that's not how you build a defense, and you know that. You okay. know that. Yeah, all right. you know, I do know that. I do know that. So let's frame it like this. The Browns' chips are in, right? And it's not like they have no flexibility. It's, it's not like they have a bunch of 30-year-old guys or a bunch of guys who are up, whose contracts are up in three months, right? right but, like, right. if they didn't think they could win the Super Bowl this year, they wouldn't have gone and signed Jadavian Clowney, right? Sure, right. Um, they wouldn't have framed Hill's contract and Malik Jackson's contract and Clowney's contract into multi-year deals that are actually one-year deals because that's what you do when you save cap and you're in now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so – what if – so if you're telling me the defense just flat out isn't good enough and it's not going to happen this year. And, again, it, it's, it is October 18th. It, there is a long season a to go. What did you last tell me? October 18th, the Browns were a million miles from even making the playoffs. Right. And right. they had a bad week six last year, right? They had a really – right. I, but, le, but let me say this. Like, if you think all those things are true and you look at the passing game that scares no one, tackles or no tackles, <laughs> I mean, when – like – you know, how many hard decisions are you facing here? Because if, if you're right, and I don't know, if it's the personnel department that blew the defense and not the coordinator, and if the quarterback was super well protected last year and super boosted by the offense, and now the coach and the offensive line aren't performing at the level that they were, and the quarterback's got one shoulder and can't complete anything more than eight yards down the field most of the time anyway, 
then where exactly is this thing going? I'm not right. I know it's completely unfair to write any player or any season off on October 18th, but I do not see this going well for the Browns right now. And in a year when you're all in and it doesn't go well, and we all know the timing of the quarterback and the guy I'm talking about, he's very average folks. When he's healthy, he's very average. When he's been good enough to be accurate at times and been protected, they've, they've spent big to put great players around him, right? A lot of them weren't there yesterday. That changed that. Mm-hmm. The Browns have played three elite quarterbacks. He's not in the galaxy of these guys. He's not, not the even close of these guys. It's, it's evident. It's, so it's not about yesterday, right? And I want to stop a little short of saying that it's over. It's but not, though. You I mean, you're, you're not going to win big with this quarterback. You're not. I mean, well, see, I won't even go there. So, because that's, I mean, do I agree with you? You know I do. Okay. Thank but you. I, but wait, wait, wait. But that's not, we're not there yet. Training camp's not going to fix him. No, <laughs> I ain't saying nothing about that shit. But wait, all right. What did you say about him in training camp? You want to go there? That you see, you see why Kevin Stefanski is his best friend because the only time they get hot is when they're rolling out and throwing play action boots. When okay. they're in training camp running skipped, scripted plays and straight dropbacks, it looks awful. And what did you see in the defense in training camp? If we're going to have that, this talk, um, I saw improved speed. I saw improved talent on the defense. Improves, yeah, yeah, but not a cohesive unit. No, that's all I'm getting at. They're not a cohesive unit defensively. We can blame Joe Woods. I don't give a shit if you bring Mike Singletary. Uh, you bring in all the the all of uh, I can't even think of their names. The brothers, the twin brothers, the Bryans. You can bring in Buddy Ryan. You can bring it. You name them. You bring them all in there. And until you have a cohesive unit that plays well off of each other, you, you got a safety calling the defensive snaps. Zach, like like like, and that kicked their ass. It with the, the Chargers took full advantage of that last week. That's why they kept running hurry up and running and running quick thirds and, and fourth sounds because they knew that Browns couldn't line up because you got a guy third 25 yards off the ball trying to call the defense. Like they, they are not. And, and here's all right. I want to go back to all the things you're saying, because right now it is very easy to feel like, oh, shit, what a waste. But one of the things I said to you very clearly, and I've said multiple times in the offseason is you can't be Super Bowl or bust in your thought process. You never were going to go 17-0. There, that's why no team goes 17-0. Yeah, but Super Bowl – really, Wait, wait, wait. Let me, finish, let, me finish, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. If we think this coach is as good as we thought he was, he, we, as we thought six months ago, six weeks ago, the praise that we gave him over a year ago, six months ago, the praise we put together on what this roster stood for, They'll, they have to figure it out. This is their job for all of these guys. And to me, there's no reason why you shouldn't beat the Denver Broncos on, on Thursday. Because here's the deal. We want to talk about that they're not the team that, that from 20 years ago. They're not the team from 10 years ago. They're not the organization from 10 years ago. Well, this is on Andrew Barry and them as an organization to start figuring out how to be a winning organization. And how do you show face and you go back and you stop being cute, you stop being pretty, and you go to your offensive line and say, you know what, put your hands in the dirt and we're just going to run the ball forward. We're going to play. What did we say about the Steelers last week? Remember what I sat here and said to you about the Steelers? I sit here and said, and I had a buddy text me and said, shit, Dre, everything you said about what the Steelers should do with Roethlisberger is what the Browns do with Mayfield. You simplify things when you're playing the way they're playing. That's what good teams do. And it's not that hard. 
you run the football, you don't turn it over, which they usually are decent at. I probably wouldn't play six, as I already said this week. It's no point in doing it. And defensively, you sit there and say, you go to your keys. We're going to stop trying to be pretty. We're going to play base defense. We're going to base everything, and then we're going to find out if we have some players. It's not that hard. Well, I think we continue for the second straight year, we're finding out how valuable Nick Chubb really is, right? Um, Let me ask you this then, all those being said. What's more likely for next year? Defensive remake 2.0, if there's no cohesion and if some of these guys just aren't good, they are really are B and C players instead of A and B players, and, and, you, and you very well might be right. Or are the Browns going all in and making the quarterback move? Because the quarterback's under contract for one more year. Uh, and if you think you're the, like, the sixth best team in the AFC right now, which sounds right, again, it's not over. I don't see anything out of the quarterback that would change that next year. So which one's more likely, defensive remake 2.0 or the bold move to go get another quarterback? I don't give a shit about that, Zach. I've told but you. The goal is to win the you. Super Bowl, and, and you can't win with, with Baker Mayfield. The goal to win the Super Bowl was yours. You guys are shit. I think people in Berea were But that's their goal, Drew. That's why they go sign John Johnson. That's why they go sign David. The Carolina Carolina Panthers, whose team isn't saying that out loud? See, that's the one thing you know better. No, the Carolina Panthers are where the Browns were last year. Shit, the Carolina Panthers may be ahead of where the Browns are this year. Well, sure, but I'm saying – I'm talking about – Dude, they down I never thought. Did, wait, wait. Did you ever think they were going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. No, but they're neither did I. No, and we're not. And we're two dummies. They in Berea, they knew they probably weren't going to win the Super Bowl. They thought they were close. With the, and they still may be close. They're they they're not games. close. They're, you heard Stefanski say it, and I've, it's the only thing really that I've agreed with in the last couple of weeks. They're very average. They're very average, and that's not shocking. They need to get healthy. They need a health. That the first mistake they made was playing that left tackle over and over and over knowing his damn ankle was hurt. That was the first – That was to me, that's one of the biggest sins of the year so far because if you don't protect that the, the little quarterback and you don't take care of him and have him pouting all week, you got a problem. I'm not talking about what's going to happen at Christmas on October or whatever. Who knows what the quarterback situation was? Who knows whose leg is going to get broken in the next 11 weeks? Who knows who's going to get caught with their pants down sending emails that they shouldn't be sending? Who knows? The problem, the thing they have to build right now, and we got to stop with this shit. We're not the radio stations. We're not the people that, that are begging for people to listen to us. This is the problem with fucking Cleveland Browns football. We get, we get to a certain point, and we start crying and worrying about next year. Build who you are right now. Simplify who you are right now. Find out who you want to be in a hole with. Who do you trust? You draft all these guys. You Nick Chubb is who you trust and Kareem Hunt who you trust. Who, and neither one of them is show, available. Who's showing up? Is Dearness Johnson a player or not? Will no, he go out there and will he take 25 carries and take his ass being beat and get you 100 yards and grind out a win for you? That's what you find out who you are. He'll we do the first two talk, things. He we, couldn't we get 100 talk, yards if half the defense fell We down. always talk about what the Steelers do and what the Ravens do and what New England does and how they stay competent year in and year out. They don't fucking pout and worry about next year. That's how. They don't. And you, no. know, that, you know they don't. Right. They don't well, they're not worried about 2023 or 2022. The guys this offense can count on right now 
play guard and center. And they're two and the two running backs, one of whom is iffy for this week and one is out for a month. And he may not be the same the rest of the year either. Well, yeah, I mean, that, just lo- yeah, it's tough as he is. Logic would say that. Right? Yeah, I mean, just after what he's gone through and the shit, like and that injury, just there's no guarantee you get anything. I mean, that's the craziest thing about injuries in 2021. No one ever was worried about a calf injury, and then all of a sudden, Josh Donaldson got one, and now they just they wreck people. They wreck people. It's so who knows where I, I'm worried about Perrine. I am. Yeah, but you I still mean, can win football games if you block and tackle. You can win always. football games. You can't win a ton, but you can go 500 by tackling right. and blocking and covering people. You got to win 11 to get to the playoffs. I'm not worried about the playoffs. I'm worried about looking like a competent team. If you do that weekend and weekend, okay. I know it's well, so, so then the season is over if you if you just if you can't. I mean, is it or is it not? You're gonna you got a second year coach who's never coached in any of these situations. That's my point. We I, you go back to our 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 podcast before the season started. Everybody better chill out with all these expectations, and the expectations have drove you motherfuckers mad. You guys are all talking crazy. You guys really were believing the shit that was written. It's sad. I get it. There's t-shirts. I, I get it. We're not, we haven't been here before. But we're at and we're showing it. We're showing our ass because we have not been here before to understand this shit ain't easy. It's not what happened last year was I'm not gonna say it don't count, but it was way different than what it is today. Like I I'm, I'm not shocked by any of this. They're three and three. I'm not you... arguing with any of this, but I'm not. I'm saying if not now, then when? Like, what's what's the fix? Like, what what are they anywhere close? Well, what made what made them? You said this a ton last year. They barely had any injuries last year. Is that a, that's a facade? That's not real. They, they most were... most years you deal with injuries, right? They were healthy and they were always winning early in games and winning yep. the penalty count. Yep. They didn't get 0 for 3 in those three categories so far. Yeah, yesterday. And and fans, stop crying about the officials. As I had a buddy tell me last year, he goes, you guys are funny. He goes, I hear all this bitching by Browns fans. He goes, the Cowboys went to New England and had over 100 yards and penalties, and they still won. He goes, the Browns fans get three or four penalties in a row, and it's like the game's over, they quit. Yeah, I mean, I I thought the pass interference calls on the sideline were – they're By iffy. definition, interference, but like most times, those are not called, right? Well, Especially when the guy makes a direct play on the ball. Nine times out of ten, do I mean, I didn't like them, but nine. T- like, we, you can't do anything about it. No, you're right. You're right. You can't, and that's why fans. At least you get, had somebody on Hopkins in those right. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> on that one, I mean, but that's but that's the thing that has to happen. The players got to stop bitching about it, fans, because it happens, and you can't do anything about it. It's like if you get in your car right now, you pull out, you take a left, you get on the highway, and you get a, a flat tire. We can bitch about it till we're blue in the face. It ain't going to fix that tire, and we know you ain't either, so we got to call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, it's I w- not going to do anything. Stop crying about it and move on to the next play. All right, I, I want to ask you one thing because I think this will kind of sum up the discussion, and then <laughs> you know, we'll save some for later. So, um, you know, again, I'm no film guru. 
Right. I, I rewatch the games. Um, I rewatch a lot of the clips that get posted by people that know. I know the basics of coverages and stuff, but I'm not going to sit there and break down who's in right. all of us on the outside pro football sure. focus or Johnny. I had Stone some Guru asshole yesterday Twitter. telling me some guy was, I was like, what was the coverage yeah. they called? And he was like, I don't, I don't know. Right. No, no, none of us know the up. assignments. So there's always some gray area. Right. right? But here's an issue. You, you've said it last week. We've, we've, you've said it actually twice. I think we've never really dove into it. And that's that John Johnson is being asked to do something completely different than, than he was with the Rams. Right. And he obviously yeah. is not now going back to training camp when he was there every day, you saw his just in, in what they do live. You saw right. like he was breaking on balls. He was directing traffic. It was like, Oh my gosh. And, and you know, him being an upgrade, frankly, the bar was really low from yeah. last year, <laughs> yes. but like I was sitting there saying, and I would tell you, I would say in, into this microphone, like he looks great. Right. Right. So I, I you know, we, we would all agree that he's being asked to do something different and, and by pro football focus here, I have in front of me, he's played 419 snaps, three ten of them at free safety, um, 35 mm. in the box, 35 okay. in slot corner, which is, are kind of similar. Those are yeah. impossible to judge, you know, again. So I, I guess this then Brown signed Brown's need a safety going back to March Brown signed John Johnson, arguably the top safety on the market. Brown's needed a free safety. Right. Brown's had Ronnie Harrison. Brown's had Grant Delpit. So my question here is, is where's the disconnect and who does the blame blame go to? If if John Johnson was paid 25 million guaranteed to play out of position, is it bad scouting? Is there a disconnect between scout to, to coordinator, to head coach, or is he just not playing to his level. Yeah. I, I don't know that answer, but I think. Yeah, that's a good. That, see, that's quality. That's, that's a, a good question. Yeah. No, I, you're, right. that's, now to see, that's, that is the way to go about. I mean, that's what they're doing in Berea today. They're going through, okay, what did John Johnson do well with LA that made us think we should give him money, right? Mm-hmm. What did he do that made him stand out? Because as I said, that I watched the Rams the last two weeks pretty close. They're pretty damn good still. And they lost their defensive coordinator and they lost. Their safety, and they lost Hill, and I'm sure they've lost a couple, a couple others. But you know what he did have? He had one of the best cornerbacks in the league on one side shutting shit down. I know that. No doubt. No doubt. I know that part, right? Um, then you have, to, you have to figure out, because here's my thing with cohesion, that for whatever reason, I don't know why we don't get anymore. Constantly changing who's to the right or left of him, it doesn't help, Zach. Is it Grant Delpit? Is it Ronnie Harrison? Is it this guy? I mean, 21 didn't practice, and, lo- and I love 21, but Ward didn't practice all the training camp. The, like, you, you can't yeah, play Yeah, but defense. the two young guys did practice all of training camp. But that, they okay, but they're young guys. They have to. Sure. On third, on third and eight, like, that, you have to have cohesion. You can't have so many new guys, especially in the secondary, where you have to communicate. You have to see. If we go three high, if they go three high and there's a motion, hey, well, you should just know. Boom, in your head. All right, we're going to go cover three, and I'm going to take that because Ward likes to take the inside of this guy. Like, you know what? Like, there's certain little things that you need to have, and they don't have it. It's like watching a dance routine. You can, and like, and I don't know this because I don't dance. And, I, you know, I two step a little bit and step back and drink. I'm married. I ain't, I ain't got to, you know, so I ain't, ain't got to go above and beyond it to show off to nobody. You can't dance. But my point is, when you watch a group of people dance, when you watch cheerleaders, whatever else, and they have cohesion. That doesn't happen by not practicing our ass off in August when nobody's looking. 
That doesn't happen without mistakes happening time after time after time and then being able to stop the music and say, okay, when we get to this beat, Zach's fat ass can't turn as quick as I can. So we need to, we need to do something so we all look like we're cohesively together. They're not dancing to the same music, Zach. They're not. Like for whatever, and I don't, like you said, I'm not in the meetings. You're not in the meetings. I'm not in the huddle. You're not in the huddle. And neither are you fucking fans. We don't know. And it's their job. It's Joe Woods' job to take what they've given him and get them cohesive. Not having training camp doesn't help. Like, and you laugh at it, and we're in week six. And to me, and to me, I'm not a coach. In the past, and listening to good coaches in the past in my life, when I've played on teams that, that shit didn't start the season the way you want, you get into a room and you sit everybody down and say, this isn't who we are. And if it is, it's a damn shame. Let's go yeah, back to the right. basics. Let's not overdo it this week. And let's go and, and you build off of that. I'm they can be fine. We can, we can look back at this week, and I hope we do. Because they still, what, they got 11 games left? Next five, the next five you said they should be, um, they should be at least in the Bennings world, the team that's favored. Why can't they run off going four and one in the next five? They can. They, they can. still have enough talent to do that. I believe that, and I'm not going away from that. Okay, so training camp was six weeks long. All right. John Johnson was in 99% of it. Anthony Walker was in every day but Who? six to eight. And then he didn't play the last three weeks or four weeks. JOK was in it every day but six to eight. Wait, well, he wasn't there for the beginning, though, because sure, of COVID, yeah, right? But, but, but though, after those, he was uh, – some of his 10 days he missed were rookie-only day. He missed basically a week, right? So he was there every day. Uh, no, he was there – he missed 10 or 11 because he had a weightlifting accident. Thank you. on his right. face. For like three days, right? But still. But still. Okay. Um, Troy Hill loved training camp so much he stayed after and fought Sterling Shepard. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I am not arguing you 1% on cohesion and communication. I just have a problem with that being the main thing we'll point to. Because, look, cohesion and communication were an issue in week one. They mm-hmm. were an issue in the first half of week two. And then in the first drive of week four in Minnesota, the Vikings score a touchdown, and Johnson and Ward are pointing at each other like it's supposed to be you, bro. Right? How many games? But after that, they played. Okay. I'm saying, but three weeks later, like they've had time, I know. Dre. Hey, but, here, but here's the deal. Week. But I go back to this. I go back to this. You can give me all the practice numbers you want. How many games did they play in preseason together? Zero. Together, zero. Some of them played one game. Yeah, but together, zero. So you're, we're seeing things that we should have seen in August. Now we're seeing in October. We saw, like you just said, we saw in September. And it's not, and the problem is, and I don't disagree with you here. The problem is we're still seeing it. The problem is last week against the chargers, you had AJ green out there looking back at a safety that wasn't supposed to be playing and grant Delpit that was playing on a side that he usually doesn't. We don't have to like what we're hearing, but it's the truth. They haven't played together. There's not, and it looks like it. And, and, And can we say this? The Cardinals are pretty good. The Cardinals give you problems. Like, that's the other thing. The Chargers will they give are, you problems. You pro- want to be pretty good. Right. You're supposed char- to be pretty good. The Chargers are really good. And, and their receiving set is a hard receiving set if you are cohesive. The Cardinals will be a, a tough receiving group to deal with if you were cohesive. 
it stinks and it looks so bad right now because they're playing the best of the best and they can't even t- they can't cover themselves. No. Um, last year in week six, it was bad, right? They Browns had won four straight. They went to Pittsburgh and got smacked and it looked like reality because the quarterback played about as bad a game as you could play, right? Um, I was ready to write them off then. I was temporarily wrong. These last three or four games, he's he's. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over the last couple games, but the ball does not consistently go where it's supposed to go, and they scare no one. All right. Here's the flip side about this season, and that being itself, the last time they played Arizona was 20 months ago, and it was off the rails. Kyler looked awesome, sliced him up, but Miles wasn't there. The Freddie right. the Freddie boat was sunk. <laughs> Yesterday's defensive performance was the exact same. Yeah. It was the exact same. So here's what I'm telling you. Right now, for that and the health reasons, I think the 2021 Browns are in deep doo-doo. And when I look at the quarterback, I think the Browns are in deep doo-doo for the future. Wow. And we obviously disagree on some of the processes, some of yeah. some of the ways these roads, right? Like like there's back there's different ways you can go from my house to your house, right? We could take different ones. <laughs> For sure. But but we in generally agree that to meet at Dano's in twenty minutes, you better leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Um yeah. Um let's be let's be honest. I I, I want to say this the right way. The quarterback thing isn't a surprise to me at all. No. Or you at all. No, we knew he had to have the perfect cockpit to win and fans got pissed at us when we said that and there's something going to get pissed about it now. And if you can't see that, then you are blinded by your Jersey you're wearing and it's too bright orange for you and your chant didn't work. You fucking idiots. I mean, so the quarterback, and that's why I keep saying I'm not, here's what here's I'll say it here. I'm not concerned about who the quarterback's going to be in 2022, 23 or 24. I will say something I've never said about the Cleveland Browns. I have enough faith in Andrew Barry and the staff he has that they'll figure out this quarterback thing. They've got it figured out already. That's why they haven't given him a contract. They will, and I really believe they will figure out what is going on out there and they will get the best guy for this team and the, for the cockpit that they have. Cause let's be honest. You're not, your line is going to be in flux. Like the, like the NFL stands for not for long, and you guys fall in love with guys and you buy the jerseys, and I get it. That's part of being a fan. But most of these guys aren't going to play on the team. The, 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 the main part of your team, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, will play two and a half, three years together. Am I wrong? No, no. The job of Andrew Barry and the job within there in Berea – is to somehow continue have some continuity, but for the most part, you're only going like like three years from now, three years. Let's say in twenty twenty four, you'll be lucky still to have Miles Garrett. <laughs> wow, Jedrick Wills. Um, yeah, no, it's was, crazy to look that far down the road. Th- thank you. <laughs> but that's my point is you're trying to win the Super Bowl. You're trying to you – no, you're, you're, first of all, and I've said this is realistic, you're trying to win the division to host that playoff game. Yes, that's the goal. They, stop. That is the goal, right. to play a playoff game in your stadium. Right. That's the goal. The goal is not to hang a banner that says this guy was super tough and he proved it to us. 
<laughs> but hey, why did they let him go back? All right. Why did they let him go back out in the field after J.J. Watt, Joe Theismann? Yeah, that, there's no explanation for that. That I got a problem with. Coming the out, game was over. The game was over, over. And 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 I know, and you and you got as a as a writer, and I know Lima felt this way too, and I get it. I don't like coming out and empty, but that doesn't bother me nearly because there's schematic things that are going on that sure, most of us you have. You know no- what they're going to play, and you're trying to counter it. They just didn't yeah, complete the passes to do it. Right. There's schematic things that we have no idea what they're trying to get at. And most of them have spent so much darn time in a dark room trying to come up with something creative to beat the other team that I just feel like it, it's petty to come out and be like, well, why would you come out in this? Well, there was a reason. But when you come out in it and it's not effective, get the hell out of it immediately, please. That's what you like. <laughs> please. It was they got a long way to go. It but no shock. Um, and there what, did you, what did you legitimately think they would be on this date if we went back six weeks? Legitimately. I thought they would be four and two or three. Yeah. You're going low again. He said four and two. I thought they'd be about four and two. So they're a game off. And like, we were okay. And I, like, that's my homework for everybody. Whether you hate me or like me or whatever yeah, else. But, but the, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me do the homework. Let me do the homework. See, but you have, but see, we can't. And you see, I know where you're going with this. You can't do that. You legitimately have to sit back and say, because usually you go by fours, right? You go to the first four games, second four yeah, games, yes. third four games. But realistically, if you really thought they were going to be six and zero, at this point, you're the problem. Sure, I, I, no, yes, you, you're crazy if you thought that, or or that or that that would matter, right? Right. I guess I'm saying more of this, Jay. There's multiple cars out on this trip, right? You're going low. I got to get you. We got. I want you people to hear what you're saying. I think it's going to be good. All right, you got me. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so there's multiple cars on this trip, right? And some of them are 30 minutes in, and they're already on the highway. They already beat the traffic at the interchange. They got a full tank of gas, and they're gone. The Browns seem to be <laughs> taking some back roads. There's a detour. It's 25 miles an hour only. You got to make some twists and turns here. GPS is down. <laughs> <laughs> Car is only capable of getting eight yards at a time. Like... <laughs> Right. See what I'm saying? Everybody's on the same trip. Everybody left home at 415. Going to be in real different places at 630. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? And that's, that's, that's an NFL season, though. No NFL season is smooth. That's why last year was an anomaly. I'm telling myself. I did it last night, and I'm telling myself today. You're stupid for declaring it over, and you're only going to eat your words. I heard you just say you're stupid, and I totally agree, but I didn't hear why. I just said you're stupid and you're going to tell your, you eat your words. <laughs> but part of me is telling me when this goes really poorly and when major changes are coming, that that day yesterday is going to be at the forefront of when inside Bria, where it matters, not inside this podcast, not inside right. anywhere else. Right. When they look at that day and say, boy, we realized that we ain't even close. I'm telling you, problem number one was playing Jedrick Wills when you knew he was hurt. I don't understand it. His See, and it's is- so what's so baffling about that without knowing anything. And this is so frustrating about open locker room too. We can't just walk up to Jedrick Wills and ask him right. what the hell's going on. Right, right. right. And and teams get away with that shit and whatever. Um, but what's so baffling is because this came up with the Jarvis thing last week. Mm-hmm. Dre, there's nothing in this team's DNA that says they rush guys back 
or they play a guy unless he's 100 percent. Right. Like Odell wasn't ready for a hundred percent. They held him out. Odell came back. There was no pitch count. It was go. It was go. Right. So like Jarvis, they got a practice last week. They needed to see, okay, he's ready this Thursday or or the week after they're not going to let Jarvis go play 15 plays and let him know until he's out there, he's ready to go. Right. Or once he's out there, you'll know that he's ready to go. Doctor sign off, Jarvis sign off, receiver coach sign off and, and go play 50, 60, 70 snaps. So that's what's so baffling because it's so unlike anything they've done. Yeah, it, it is unlike anything they've done. And <laughs> I love reacting to these games. Like with Chubb, I mean, obviously, you know, Stefanski's not going to sit there and say anything about Chubb or Baker more than he has to over the next couple of days because he's not going to tip off the Broncos, right? Right, right. But, like, it's fair to assume that with 10 games left after this one, that Chubb's not going to play five days from a day he couldn't play unless he's absolutely 100% and ready to take on the 25 carries they would need. Let me ask you this. And I'm going to ask everybody this. If your two tackles can't play Thursday night, I don't rush back Chubb and I don't play Mayfield. Absolutely. Because you're in this for the long run. I wouldn't play Jarvis either. I mean, at some point in time, you you have a 53-man roster for a reason. You built. You have this great – Zach and Andre have said it. Most talented roster that they've had since they came back. I've said it. You've said it. If that's the case, you have to play that way. They have to get healthy first and foremost. Their health, their health is wealth, and they don't have it right now. And that, what I saw from that offensive line yesterday, they need to be playing double tights, and, and, and they, need to, they need to run the offenses we saw Friday night at Manchester High School. Aren't their tight ends so freaking frustrating? Dude, I d- every pass, you don't know if it's going to be caught. You hold your breath. You don't know. Right. You, 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 and look how much money you're spending on that. So, you know, you talk about the secondary and putting it together. I'm starting to question these, these tight ends. I really am. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the John Johnson question we asked earlier, right? You need yeah. tight ends for this offense, so you go get Austin Hooper. Does he really fit? Did you really pay him $11 million to block? Right. I mean, he is a better blocker than I ever gave him credit for. Yeah, but that's not, you could find, we can find a former tackle and put him out there and and do what he's doing. You would think. You know what I mean? And then Njoku has the game of his career, and it's like, man, he's finally going to, he gets one target and he drops it. Well, and all right, let me say this. This goes always has. Yeah, it's like he always has. But this goes back to something else that I have a problem with with all of this. Just you, and it's just you and I. I'm sick of us killing receivers for dropping passes when they only get two or three a game. And they get them like, we don't set up – they're a run team, and that's, and that's fine. But do you guys pay attention to how other teams get their receivers going? Do you see the passes that are thrown? And some of you guys are so – the orange-colored glasses are so neon orange that you can't see out of them to see how other teams play and what they do. But just try it. These other teams get their guys going, and it's not like force-fed, but – I haven't seen a 15-yard out thrown all season long to a wide receiver with a Cleveland Browns helmet on it, Zach. No. Um, I haven't. That's a, that's a common NFL play. I, I want to say in the Chargers game to Donovan Peoples-Jones, but no, no more than two. <laughs> no, no. Like, all right. Here's a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll bring that up. I'll bring that chart up at some point. I mean, I it was yeah, please too do much time now. Peoples-Jones, I, I think, I think has a chance to be a decent player. And I almost said his name when I said, like, who's going to be on the team in three years? Peoples-Jones probably will be. 
probably because of when he was drafted, because of the talent I think he has. Um, but are they developing him the best way they can? I don't know. I hate the pass offense right now for the Cleveland Browns. It doesn't help. It's really good when you have Jarvis Landry that he can do all the gadgets and do all that stuff, but there's only one Jarvis Landry in this country. And then the Browns are, and the Browns offense is showing how much they need him. And I said that three weeks ago. I was like, this looks like a team that looks misses Jarvis Landry and Jedrick Wills. And I sit here three weeks later, and I repeat, this is a team that looks like they miss Jarvis Landry and Jedrick, Jedrick, Jedrick Wills. Big time. The passing game makes me scratch my head a lot, Zach. A lot. Yeah. And for the easy and for the easy thing that we do, we blame the receivers. It ain't all the receivers. If one closing thought. And you're right, it ain't all the receivers, but I see consistently other teams line up with scarier looking receiving course than this one. Well, hey, the Browns have sold their soul to have the best when you have Hunt and, and, and Chubb as your backfield, that plays into it. And then you spend $11 million on an extra tackle that plays tight. The two end. highest salary cap figures on the team are wide receivers. Yeah, but they don't use either one of them right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, like, that's my issue. <laughs> so so here's, my, here's my closing thought. Um, if I'm wrong, and, you know, if you guys are mad at me or us, or specifically me, you've already made up your mind anyway, and we thank you for yeah. listening because we know they you already do. hate <laughs> Like the four of you I had to block this morning. I know you read. I know you listen, and we appreciate it, right? Yeah. Um, but so I, I will gladly be wrong, um, and, and maybe I am. But in general, some of these rules we throw out and we spit out, and we've been doing this for years, and I've been covering this league for a long time, is that – you know, it, these are long seasons and injuries and circumstances and, you know, one bad call, one blown coverage, one red zone miss or field goal miss can, can change your whole outlook, right? That's why you have to take a step back and, and take a global outlook on things. But a, a general rule is that like weeks four, five, six, the good teams usually start getting good. You start finding your groove, baby. The, those, those outliers from the first week, good or bad, become outliers. Those things that were really bad get cleaned up. Right, and you start finding your groove, specifically offensively, but really defensively. Yeah, and even though we disagree somewhat in the in the approach and the reason, we we completely agree that the defensive breakdowns of early in the year, which were largely understandable in some cases, are just glaring, killing you now. Mm -hmm. Right, and and an offense that should be way past the band aid stage or the the initiation stage is not scaring anyone. And some of that is Nick Chubb and your tackles not being there. We completely, completely get that. Right. Um, but man, man, uh, it's just not good. It just, it just does not give me good vibes. No, so before we get out of here, and you're right. It, it doesn't give you good vibes. And, and this is, you know what though? Things went too well for Kevin Stefanski last year. Let's be realistic, man. Like this is part, like, it's not fun. This is a necessary evil guys. Like to sit here and think that everything was just gonna be hunky dory and everybody would just be, you know, have like like we we I think all of us all of us me included like we got a little too comfortable thinking things were gonna go, be way easier than what they were. That's not how it works. This is tough. This league is tough. And I think one of the things you said they they had a foundation of who they were. But as you have the foundation of who you are, you got to still keep building these other players. And I don't know how the Ravens do it. You know, the, the one comment we make about the Ravens defense that I think is, is the best compliment you can give an organization. And I think I said this to you during their first or second game. I texted you. I was like, damn, man. 
you can change the names, but it looks exactly like the Ravens defense from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Suggs out there. I don't see, you know, the, the name. I don't see Reed. I don't see this guy, Lewis. But they still play with the same type of style. Have the Browns had enough time to have a style yet, Zach? No. No. I mean, um, but they did have a full off season this year. Mm-hmm. They did have 18 games last year. Right? Like they're ahead of previous editions. Absolutely. And that's why all of us got to take a deep breath because as we always say, you're never as good as people talk about you. You're never as bad. Right. You're somewhere in the middle. And so to be honest, I, yeah. To, to be three and three, that's not that bad for everything else that's going with all the injuries and all the questions still that we have about cohesion and defense and that you can build off three and three better than you can one and five. So for 90% of you that are either not still listening or will have read this elsewhere, um, the Browns put out their injury report and it's just an estimation because you don't have a real practice the day after a game, but by rules three days before a game, you have to put on an injury report. Right. And on that, by estimation, Odell would be a DNP. Chubb would be a DNP. That's no surprise. Um, Baker, DNP, and both tackles, DNP. So um, there's no huge surprises in there, and there's no bold takes, but it would trend towards what you talked about, Dre, which is the decision, mm-hmm. a chain reaction decision of we're in a tough spot anyway with a short week, and if the quarterback is hurt, and we can't give him Jack Conklin. We can't give him Jedrick Wills. Does that change? Now, they'll deny that ever plays into it, right? right. And, 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 like, Nick Chubb, for example, could play on half a practice. You know, he'll, yeah. he'll have to have half a practice to show that it's good and it doesn't swell or right. cause him to cramp or whatever. But, like I said, this organization's DNA says they're only going to play these guys if they're fully ready to go. And so that just – it's only, to me, 15% of a clue – because a Wednesday injury report on a Monday would, you know, would never really mean that much. But given these circumstances, if you'd have seen Wills or Conklin limited today, that would have indicated, hey, they're, they're working their way back. And yeah. so, you know, Conklin especially, I mean, he's been in the league six, seven years. Like, he, he could play on half a practice. He could play. Um, you know, um, it, I, I did take it as a sign last week that they didn't scramble to sign that emergency tackle till Saturday. So I translated that, and, and again, I could be wrong. As that he's close, right? Th- at least one of the guys was close. Yes, right. Right. yes. Um, so again, that will happen. Uh, I think you have until thir- it's normally Saturday at four o'clock, but on a Thursday game, I think it's Thursday at four o'clock to make any moves. They're, they're going to put Hunt and probably JOK on IR. It's just a matter of when. One of the moves will be John Kelly, the, the practice squad running back, coming up. Um, but, you know, you just, you have other situations where Greg Newsom wasn't all the way back yet. You know, Malcolm Smith, the veteran linebacker, who's actually given you some decent snaps, still is dealing with an injury. So where do you need other guys? I mean, A.J. Green is is hurt, didn't dress yesterday. I mean, he's awesome on special teams. So especially right. if De'Aaron so Johnson okay. – so yeah, is so is JOK. And so is Dearness Johnson, who now might yes. be a smart starting running back, so he can't right. play special teams. Right. So it's like the moves that you might see won't necessarily be tackles and guards coming up. It'll be guys who are going, you know, further down the line. So we'll see. Um, and, you know, I think I think Case Keenum will come in and, and run the script and, you know, throw swing passes to Demetri Felton. And if the tight ends and Donovan Peoples-Jones make plays, you'll have a chance. Uh, the Broncos obviously aren't a high-flying offense, but you got to know where they are. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. And you got to block 58. You got to block 58. You That's what hey, the game plan starts with fine 58. When you get to the, when you get to the, when the backup quarterback case Keenum comes to the line of scrimmage last week, just for everybody else to make you feel better. Cause I know you only watch your team. Um, average margin of victory on Sunday was 16 and a half points. That's three one-score games in early, late-night windows. There was no close games except Dallas and New England yesterday. It was just one of those days for whatever reason. The Browns got their ass kicked. The Chargers got their ass kicked, as I told Zach would happen. And that walks us into the games we picked. Last week on Friday night, we did something on happy hour, and I'm going to try to make sure we do this more often. Uh, We picked the Packers and the Bears. You remember who you took? Yeah, I took the Bears plus six. Yeah, I took the Green Bay Packers minus six. Win for me. We both took Dallas minus three. How about that touchdown late in the game? From I was dancing. I didn't see it. It was you know it was during Brown's post game, so I'm aware of what happened, but not really the circumstances. We had a great conversation about Baltimore Chargers. I thought that was going to be the game of the week. It was a dud, just like the Browns game. Baltimore absolutely annihilated the Chargers, which I was worried about. Baltimore is who they like. They 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 found a groove, and they got the uh, Freeman running like it's, it's twenty twenty is like it's twenty fourteen, um, and it just like that was just a, they beat them in about twelve minutes. Zach, in twelve minutes, they like took a bat to the back of their head, and you could tell the Chargers were like, "When can we get on the bus? Get that Popeyes chicken I heard y'all like to give out, and get our asses back to LA." <laughs> they got some injury issues too, man. I, Mike Williams wasn't moving really well. Um, that yeah, was see, a their, that, bi- their bye week is now, so they'll get Mike Williams healthy. The Browns, right. not, I mean, two days off this weekend, three days off will obviously serve the Browns well, but man, not having a real bye until December is just right. brutal. It just so brutal. I'm three and oh, you're one and, and three, and tonight you took the Titans plus five, and I hope you're right. I'm taking the Bills minus five, so uh, and I was hoping for bad weather because I think in fantasy. We got one win on one side. Nobody cares about our fantasy teams, but I'm still going to tell you. But Dre's nuts needs to uh, keep let – me, let me look at it real quick. I think we got to shut down we, and pray for this. this we gotta sh- classic. No one cares about my fantasy team, but hang on while I find it here. You got damn right. You're going to hear this. We're going against a team that has Diggs, Knox, and, their, and the Buffalo kicker, and we're up 107 to 18. So pray that it rains, snows, sleet, and that they somehow don't let Knox score and somehow don't let uh, Diggs go, or go crazy. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Uh, shout to American Fireworks. Shout to all of you guys. Uh, Thursday night game for the Browns, so probably back end of the week. Yeah, hopefully Friday. Yeah, maybe see, after I'm you hear from the Friday during the day. So uh, You got we'll a see. conflict, you said? We'll yeah. see. After you hear from the coach, maybe we can do a happy hour. We'll try to shoot you guys a happy hour. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys soon. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Relax. I wasn't going to the Super Bowl, no way.